Town Talk with Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham. Brought to you at this time on the first Tuesday of each month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. Prime Materials Recovery assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. As we bring in Jim Rivers, the Wyndham Town Manager. Well, Jim, as we always do, we've got to start things off talking about the virus and where things are going. And one thing I've noticed as I analyze those daily stats from the state DPH, not only are the numbers going up in Wyndham, but I'm seeing more fatalities in the town of Wyndham lately. Yeah, good morning, Wayne, and thanks for having me uh, again. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're still very much focused on the pandemic. Uh, the fatalities follow the cases, and you hear us, you know, I guess whining or crying or whatever it is, and we have been for 10 months now, uh, uh, you know, you you start out with people getting infected and then they get tested and the positive results come in and then uh, they get hospitalized, hospitalized and then there's, of course, the fatalities at the end of that. And that could take, you know, a month or so uh, on average. So, you know, what we're seeing now is the fatalities rising as the uh, infections that rose for us, uh, certainly early December, we started to see a, a pretty good spike. Um, now we're seeing the results of that, and it takes about 30 days to really see that statistic pop. And it's the same thing across the country, across the state. Uh, unfortunately, we're not really going down. We're, we're kind of hovering around 20, 22 new cases, uh, positive cases a day in Wyndham. Uh, that is down from its all-time high earlier in December, but it's still a, it's you know pretty high number. Um, and again, we're, our fatalities. I think we had uh, 22 total since the beginning of this since since March, and uh, and I, I would expect there will be more. I'll be honest with everybody. It, it's uh, it's a grim statistic. I wish there wasn't any, uh, but unfortunately, uh, there's 22 right now in Wyndham, and there's going to be there's going to be more. There are more people hospitalized. Uh, as you say, in the pipeline of, uh, of this terrible pandemic, and it's, it's going to be worse. But one thing that's new that we haven't talked a lot about in these last 10, 11 months or thereabouts, the whole vaccine situation. What can you tell us about the folks who have gotten the vaccine so far here in the town of Wyndham? I realize early on it's first responders and the like, but how has that rollout gone? Uh, I would say it's mixed. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, it's mixed. And you see this nationally if you watch the news that uh, that's pretty much uh, true, true in uh, Wyndham in this area. Uh, we're getting uh, the hospitals are getting vaccine. The health departments are getting some vaccine. And, uh, you know, when they get the vaccine is not always predictable how much they get and, and where they're going to be with it. So as an example, we've been for the last week or two, we've been uh, vaccinating the uh, first responders, those that started out with the the medical folks of course in the hospitals they were the first to get it and the second uh tier uh sub tier was uh EMTs that might respond to somebody that's a covid patient and then uh most recently this weekend we started to uh vaccinate uh police officers and uh that came to us uh in uh, in a in a phone call that said hey we've got 90 doses of vaccine uh you guys are next on the list uh can you get down here so you know, it's not all that coordinated or organized. I will say this, that it seems to be a pretty steady stream of uh, vaccine getting pushed out. It's just a matter of getting that uh, distribution 
into the arms of people that need it in, in, in an orderly manner. I think that's the, uh, the frustrating part is it's not all that orderly at times. But, again, we're just getting going, and I, I would just – I know this – I hate to say the word patience on this because there's, there's no time to be patient uh, on this uh, pandemic, but uh, we're going to figure it out. Uh, again, to t- just to tell everybody, the town does not prioritize vaccinations. We don't have any vaccine. We're not vaccinating anybody. It's really the health departments and uh, hospitals. I understand, though, that uh, vaccine will be more readily available and will be flowing through uh, the pharmacies as well at some point. I don't know if we've gotten to that to that point uh, at this time. And from what you have heard, which of the vaccines are we getting? Is it one? Is it both? Is it a mix? It is a mix, Wayne. Uh, my... My team has received both, uh, although most of them look like they've gotten the Moderna because you get a little card. So you get a card that proves that you had the vaccination, and also they put on the little card when you need to get the second dose because that's also important. So um, the card shows which vaccine that you have because you don't want to mix and match. You want If you get the Moderna, uh, you, you uh, stick with the Moderna. If you have the Pfizer, you go with the Pfizer. Uh, in, in our community, we've gotten both, I believe, the Pfizer and the uh, Moderna. Uh, but my, I've seen cards with Moderna on it from some of my first responders. And, of course, as cases spike, not just statewide, locally, but also nationally, the economy is certainly teetering on the brink, especially restaurants. What have you heard from Willimantic restaurants in particular, but businesses in general, about the impact of this crisis? Well, certainly the restaurants, it's, it's been devastating, uh, and it will continue to be, to be honest. Uh, you go through the winter here, this outdoor seating is not really an option. We've got a lot of infection going right now. I think even without any government restrictions, I think most folks right now are restricting themselves from, from gathering in restaurants. Uh, so it's, it's going to be horrible for them this winter. And, again, the, the stimulus uh, came out. The good news is we, they finally passed the stimulus a week or so ago. And uh, not sure how that's going to help them. I don't know uh, specifically how much money is allocated in there for restaurant-type businesses and how that's going to get rolled out in the next few days, weeks. We'll find out how that, that stimulus package compared to the other one. But I would hope that some of these restauranteurs are on top of that and that they take advantage of whatever they can to stay alive here through through this tough time through the winter until most people get the vaccination and then, and everybody can come out and play again and get back to uh, going to their favorite restaurants, sitting down and eating in person. Uh, I, you know, my understanding is uh, the takeout restaurants are still doing pretty well, and that's what people tend to be doing, uh, but the sit-downs are doing very badly. Obviously, if you have another uh, retail business that, um, you know, if you're, if you're renting tuxes or, or gowns, you know, those, t- those sort of uh, social event retailers, Anything to do with that, I would imagine, is not doing very well right now. Uh, most of those events are much much uh, subdued or not at all occurring. So I think uh, it's going to be a long winter. We've been saying this for a long time. Uh, one good piece of news for people that may have a restaurant in Wyndham, uh, the tax deferment is continuing for January, just as it was in July, and that's a 60-day extension for the January installment past uh, January 30th, 31st, usually you'd have the, the full month of January to pay your taxes uh, for that second installment on real estate. 
and now you're going to get to go until April 1st. So your last day to pay taxes on the January installment is April 1st. If you don't pay them by April 1st and you pay them on April 2nd, the interest will go back to January 1st. So you've got to make sure if you're going to take advantage of the extension that you get it in on time because you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get a, a break on the interest. The interest is going to be charged right from the beginning. Very good point. Very good information. And I would say going back to the whole, especially restaurant thing, there may be people, I think there's a fair amount of people, who do not want to do indoor dining right now. But for those people in particular, but the listening audience in general, I really strongly recommend that, especially at those facilities, not just the the drive through places, to go out of your way to do takeout if they offer it, to try to support the local businesses. Rather than, you know, putting the stofers in your microwave and making dinner, support the local businesses and use takeout right now when they need you the most, Jim. Hey, that's what we're doing. And, I, you know, I, I strongly encourage and I have been encouraging people to do that. And that's, you know, something's better than nothing. Maybe it's not the, the tab that you might have if you were sitting on a, in a restaurant with drinks and, and what have you and, and appetizers. But, you can you can still take out the appetizers or whatever you want, and uh, uh, you know why why cook when you can still get your favorite foods from your local restaurants, and we've been pushing that from day one. Hey, one thing that's new in town that uh, message board down at Jilson Square now it promotes our program. I saw your picture on that thing, and they're talking about today's show. So congratulations for getting that thing off the ground. Wayne, I knew you'd bring that up. I knew you'd like that. You don't you don't talk about any of the other good things we do in town, but we put we put the, your show up there. And now it's big news. We'll do that. We'll do the other stuff next segment. It's it's coming. It's coming. The only thing you got to do, Jim, it says seven forty. It's seven twenty. It would have been seven eighteen today, but some guy didn't call. But anyway, I'm glad to see that on the message board at Jilson Square. I had a little note here, Jim, had to do with the leaf pickup. And I assumed on January 5th that was done. Maybe it's not done. What's up with that? First of all, I want to, of all, Wayne, that's a great question. But the first thing I want to say is do not put any more leaves out on the roadways. However, that being said, this week the weather looks good. The equipment's working. We've got the crews. Uh, we're going to go out and try to do some remedial pickup for things that may have been left behind from earlier on in the uh, leaf season, leaf pickup season. So don't see this as an opportunity. We're not going to hit all areas of town. We're going to try to get back to the second pass of where places we maybe didn't get the second pass. Uh, But, uh, again, we should be able to get some more leaves up this week, but we're not going to get every single road, the 90 miles of road in Wyndham, this week. So uh, don't see this as an opportunity to start throwing more leaves out on the roads. But we are going to get back out there, and we're going to keep cleaning leaves up as long as weather permits uh, this week and try to finish the second pass, which, again, we don't promise a second pass, but we're, you know, we know people have put leaves out there, especially if you lived in the Wyndhams. Uh, the, the, they're the first week of the season when we start picking up in early November, and not all the leaves are down, so we understand that. Uh, but we're trying to get back starting out in the Wyndhams uh, to get to that second pass that we maybe didn't get to already. So we're going to give it a shot. Now, I thought that Christmas Eve windstorm and the, the snow that we had, too, I thought that that, or the rain, not snow, I thought that blew all the leaves in New Jersey. There wouldn't be any leaves left, but I guess there are, huh? Uh, well, unfortunately, you get into the colder weather, and this is why we start so early. They start getting frozen. So you get a, a rainstorm, and then the leaves absorb the rain, and then it freezes, 
So the leaves don't go anywhere, and in those cases, sometimes we can't suck them up with the vacuum. We've got to get out there with a little loader and, and pick them up. It's a little more work. It's a lot more work. Uh, but, you know, we want to make the roadways look good. And, uh, you know, we had some circumstances this year, and you, you never know what you're going to get, right? You don't know what the weather's going to be or the equipment is going to be working or we're going to have crews to do it. But uh, we're, we're getting back on it this week. Just don't put any more out there. If they're out there, we're going to try to get to them. Yeah, you wanted to talk about some positive stuff going on, especially in the last year and certainly to continue to this coming year. And a lot of that good news has to do with some of the construction projects around town. Give me the update. So, you know, uh, Wayne, we, we get hung up on the bad news often, uh, and certainly the pandemic is really bad news, and it continues. But we're still moving things forward here, and uh, it's a good time to keep the workers working, right? I mean, there's a lot of uh, – we talked about the businesses that are hurting uh, earlier on in the show. There's, there's businesses that can operate, you know, without getting too close to each other. They're working outdoors, and we should continue those projects, and we have. So the community centers, you can see, they're starting to wrap the outside of the building – uh, roofing system has been put on in parts of the building, and uh, they're moving right along right through the winter here. And the same goes for the parking garage uh, or the intermodal transportation center. We expect uh, the, the big pieces to come in. They're prefabricated concrete uh, beams and, and parts, decks. They're coming in in early March. March 1st, I think, is the uh, the delivery date that's scheduled for a lot of these big pieces. So. On that note, there should be more disruptions in the Walnut Street, Meadow Street area. So people need to be prepared when the cranes start coming in and the big tractor trailers with these pieces. There may be a few days when those streets get, get shut down for part of the day or, or for a number of days. We're trying to minimize that, but uh, that is the cost of progress. But we are, we are moving these projects forward, you know, pandemic or not. And uh, these are things that have been planned in this community for, for decades and we're not going to let a little thing like a pandemic slow us down at this point. And as you've indicated before, that with the slowdown caused by the pandemic, it actually is a good time. You can get things accomplished without as many people being in some of those buildings. You know, we uh, we went from being very concerned about the activities on Jilson Square in the spring, you know, and that's just about the time the pandemic started to rage on us in the area. And... We were having a lot of discussions about how many parking spaces and access to the big to the big fields there for trucks and uh, tents and things like that, um, and certainly the traffic on Walnut and Meadow. We, uh, you know, we still need to have access, especially for the businesses that are in the the Walnut Street area, uh, and of course the police department, the fire department. But uh, it has helped. I mean, the pandemic has helped us with traffic flow. Certainly the uh, the parking needs over at Jilson have been minimal over this uh, last summer when all the heavy equipment was over there digging holes and moving dirt around. So it, it has really helped us in that regard for sure. I mean, I would still rather have had the problem of having to deal with all the events that we had planned. We had 20 events planned uh, even in early March uh, on the Jilson Square, which was you know going to be a record year for us again uh, for activities over there. But uh, again, I wish I wish we still still didn't have a pandemic. But one good part of having the pandemic was that the traffic flow has been lessened. And when does construction on the high school project renovate as new begin? Uh, right now, that project they're still working through uh, design and construction plans. Uh, we're working through the project labor agreement with uh, the unions right now. I know. Uh, 
uh, drafts have been drawn up that have been presented to the uh, uh, union leadership. Uh, so, I, I mean, that prep project's still moving fast ahead. Uh, I, I want to say it's on schedule. There's, there's a lot of planning that has to take place before you can start to dig the ground there. But we are moving that project forward. There really are no delays uh, to speak of at this point. It's Everything's moving along. Again, design and construction plans are being drawn. Uh, while we're, uh, you know, working out the project labor agreement. And, uh, you know, we expect that to probably go out to bid, I would say, uh, sometime in the summer. Uh, that's my guess. And then you get a couple of months of that back and forth and working out those uh, contracts. You, know, you might see construction by the end of the year, uh, but I don't want to speak for the building committee. They're, they're working on this. It's a big project. And you've got to get it get it right. The plans have to be right. But once progress starts, just like the the community center and the parking garage, once things get going, they can happen r- really quickly once all the, the the plans are in place. And when it comes to this town talk program, it seems like we ask this every time, but it's the new year. It's January two thousand twenty-one. Jim, we need an update on the Hooker Hale Foster projects. So uh, we are making progress there. Uh, about a month ago, we saw contractors over at started to see contractors over at the Hooker Building, and uh, they were working last week over there. The environmental folks, they're testing, they're removing some material. Uh, this week, I believe the, they're meeting with uh, the demolition company, the building official, make sure everything is done in a safe manner. Uh, safety is our priority. We don't want to be taking buildings down and then having uh, debris falling on people in the roadways and that, that type of thing. So uh, right now, uh, again, there, there's work being done over there. People can't really see that work being done, uh, but it has uh, been going on for, for weeks now. And we expect to see that down any day. I, again, they have, they have to follow. Uh, there's a process and procedures with the Department of Health and uh, – the building official was involved to make sure everything's done properly and safely. But I think you're going to see some uh, physical progress on that site very, very soon, and we've been waiting for this for a long time. Unfortunately, the pandemic intercepted a lot of the uh, momentum that we had uh, last year, early last year. But it sounds like we're starting to take some baby steps back on that project. Jim, what's your uh, reaction or response to James Flores' comments regarding the thin blue line issue? I think I heard John Tewitt of the news today say that that does not appear to be listed on the agenda for the next meeting. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's two different questions, uh, Wayne. First of all, it wouldn't be on the agenda for the meeting tonight. Tonight's meeting is a town council meeting. And that matter was discussed at the last uh, Willamantic Taxing District because police department reports to the board of directors for the Willamantic Taxing District. Tonight's meeting is a town council meeting, and they would not take that, that particular issue up. Uh, as far as what I think of Mr. Flores' his comments, again, we're, uh, we're taking that on its face value, and right now it's, a, it's, a, it's an image on a picture of the uh, that he's brought to the attention of uh, leadership uh, of a a the police honor flag that is in the background of a picture uh, of the Special Olympics from a uh, run two and a half years ago in uh, 2018, and uh, we're taking it uh, and you know giving it that merit. Um, we're 
We're having a lot of discussions. We've listened to people. There was a lot of good discussion at the Wilmington Taxing Board uh, meeting a couple weeks ago. And, you know, we have a lot of other priorities, and, uh, and the police chief is thinking through it. He's talking to others on solutions. Uh, but, again, that flag didn't belong to the Wilmington Police Department. That flag was brought by the Special Olympics to all these events. Every year they do these fundraisers, and uh, it's their flag. It's not our flag. Uh, but it is on the image there, and we're trying to decide what to do and maybe create a policy one way or the other with that. But, um, again, it's, it's a, honestly a low priority for me right now in, in the police department. We have many, many other challenges, uh, but we are aware of the, of the concern, and we're, you know, we're trying to work through a solution that, that hopefully will be uh, mutually beneficial to everybody that's, that's concerned about that. Let me change gears to a different aspect here. We're wrapping up the holiday season. I know that for most people it is over, but tomorrow is Epiphany. Tell me your thoughts on the parades around town for the Christmas season and also the house decorating contest. So, uh, you know, we had to adapt to the situation this last uh, holiday season. We have other events, traditional events in town. We have the, the fire truck parade, which is on Main Street. We have, uh, you know, caroling and Chris, uh, tree lighting. Uh, we do uh, Santa comes in and visits and talks to uh, the children and at times different events. And so we had to adapt and change up a little bit. So uh, Santa still wanted to come to town. So we had to we had to get him around in a different way. So we kind of had to bring the party to, to the people instead of the people coming to the party. And, again, with uh, Josh Niles, uh, Don Niles, uh, the mayor, Ernie Eldridge, uh, Mayor uh, Tom DeVivo. Uh, we had uh, the fire departments, the police department, the uh, water department put together a great float, and we drove around pretty much on every uh, mile of road in Wyndham, and Santa was on the, the back of a trailer. We brought the party to the people. I guess that's how to put the, the, the new way of doing things. And it went very well. You know, we might not have hit every single road in every cul-de-sac because sometimes it was difficult on the routes to get to every single road. But we tried. We tried to get to most every every house in, in Wyndham. A lot of good feedback. Um, you know, and we, we just did the, we did the best we could with what we had. But it turned out, hey, maybe we've got some new tradition in the community. Uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens next year, and hopefully we'll be, we'll be done with this uh, this awful pandemic, but I was very proud of everybody. Uh, it went really well. I got a lot of good feedback on that, and thanks to everyone that participated in that. Uh, it's a community coming together to make things work. As my friend Tom Callanan uh, wrote in two different songs, including one about uh, the COVID year of 2020, he said uh, making lemonade from lemons, and it seems like those projects you just talked about, including the construction projects earlier, they all qualify under that same umbrella. Speaking of that, uh, you've also wanted to talk about some other projects in town, including the Car Wash and Cube Smart. So uh, everyone can see that uh, other uh, private projects are moving along as well, and I believe those two projects are nearly finished. They requested uh, inspections for a certificate of occupancy. I don't know if they've received them as of this moment, but they have made that request, so they're very close to being operational. Uh, again, those are tax dollars. There's services for for folks in town. Uh, it's it's cleaning up areas that were abandoned or blighted in the past. Uh, I mean, we, it's just a win-win all the way around, and and they look good. It's good to freshen uh, areas up. You know, the the Willie Bowl is a staple in this uh, community. I used to go there myself uh, many many years ago, 
and uh, you know to see it closed down and then to see you know to be vacated and now not too many years later you're seeing a fresh new look over there with uh, with something people can use in town and same thing with the car wash that building was abandoned for a number of years and now there's a fresh looking uh, useful car wash there so these are the types of things we continue to work on there's other projects in the pipeline some of them I can't you know really discuss because they're still tentative and uh, you know we don't have any applications yet from the uh, uh, from the buyers or the or the sellers of the property but uh, we have a lot in the pipeline remarkably even in this pandemic Speaking of pipelines, and Jim, as you're about ready to go down the drain at the end of our program here today, I'm fascinated by this idea about the town testing sewage for COVID levels. Is there anything new on that? What have you learned from those tests? Well, there is a correlation. That's we've have, We have several weeks of data now, and there is a correlation. It's a couple-day leading indicator. Uh, the indicator that we have right now from the latest data is we're going to kind of hold steady around that 20 or so cases a day. So we're not seeing any big spike, at least the data I saw yesterday. Um, uh, may change today, may change tomorrow. But uh, for the moment, we're, you know, we're kind of holding study, steady on that data as well, the sewage data. Um, but it is elevated over from when we started, you know, collecting that about five weeks ago, six weeks ago. We had that big spike. And we could see from that data, we, sh- we could see the spike coming. So it, there is a correlation uh, the more data we get, the more useful this uh, information will be. And just to show that Jim Rivers gets things done, we talked, joked earlier this morning that now this program that we do with Jim is on the message board at Jilson Square, and I pointed out to you that the time was wrong. Well, I told you that yesterday in a text, and I guess that you didn't waste any time at all. You fixed that already, right? Brian fixed that 10 minutes after you r- reminded me, Wayne, of course, because you're, you're on my number one non-citizen of, uh, you know, honorary citizen of Wyndham. And when you tell me to jump, I am going to jump. How high? All right. Thanks for joining us this morning, Jim. Always good updates. Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers, our Town Talk program brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street and Ash Street in Willimantic, headquartered in East Hartford. PMR operates state-of-the-art processing facilities in Canastota, New York. Willimantic, Connecticut, and Orangeburg, South Carolina. Learn more at PMRInc.com. 14 WILI, Willimantic, and 95.3 FM.